Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. And special guest, Alyssa Mann, Kayla Saxon, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Ladies. Hello. What's up, Doug? Oh, nothing. Just the same old stuff. Books and whatnot. And some such, as my mother used to say. Man, I'm exhausted. That live event last week really took it out of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I like I need a vacation now. Well, live event and having people in from out of town that we wanted to hang out with some. And and two hours of nerves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretending that you're not as awkward as you really are. <laughs> that is so... Spot on, which explains a lot. I'm slurring my words a lot by the end. Oh, I, how were you? Did you drink a little bit too much Alcavalli? Well, any beer? alcohol makes me slur my words slightly. So, and that was some kick ass beer. It was good though. It was good. It was beer. really good. That was really now, good. Now, I didn't beer. drink a whole lot until like the very end of the podcast. <laughs> But then I drank a whole lot really quick. Oh, my gosh. The cucumber beer was, I 100% am not a beer person. I even told the Elk Valley brew guy this, which I feel bad, but I'm just not a beer person. But he gave us that cucumber one, and it was was delicious. It was refreshing, and it did not taste like beer. It didn't. It did not have that weedy little. It was like a salad in a cup. It was really really refreshing. Or like cucumber water. No, I, well, yeah. Yeah. I like cucumber water. Yeah, well. Cucumber water with a kick. I preferred the darker beer, of course, because I always prefer the darker beer. Well, I do like the darker beer. We got to try their uh, beer that's coming out in the fall, and it was a pumpkin beer. What was that called? I don't remember now. It's in the it's in the live section. Mm -hmm. Right. I really enjoyed it. I took one home for my husband. Brian was giving he was giving away uh, uh, samples of the cucumber beer. Like if anybody walked up to him, and Travis went and got some, and he liked it. And so, but he was drinking the fireflies from the bar, yeah, or from the cafe. Fi- well, Magic Juice is still one You're, of my favorites. Mm-hmm. I really like that, which is surprising because I usually do not like anything that even remotely tastes like a light beer. The Magic Juice has a little bit of a grapefruit flavor, but it's not bitter. And I really like that. So I, I drank that rather quickly. And by the end of the podcast, you could kind of tell... That I had had a little bit to drink. Even a little bit does it for me. Well, for the record, I had like barely any, just the sample of the cucumber you poured for me. Mm-hmm. And I was not drunk. But if you listen, which you guys that are listening right now are about to hear our reviews. <laughs> I am the most awkward person and I seem to have forgotten how to form an entire sentence. <laughs> I think we all are a little we awkward. All, yeah. That's one thing that we have in common. There isn't too much that we all have in common, but... Social awkwardness is definitely one of them. Being in front of a crowd, none of us like that. Well, it's also different, like, when we're sitting here giving a review, Mm because I can look at you, and as long as you're not on your phone ignoring me, I feel like I, which does throw me (laughs) off sometimes. (laughs) Sorry. But I feel like I can, I'm having more of a conversation. Right. But when you're in front of 40 people and no one's, like... They're all kind of like, they're, they're also socially awkward and they're like, please don't look at me. Yeah. And so then weird. you don't know book who to look are... at or who to have this conversation with. And so yep. book just... people are really, <laughs> uh, we are, we are book people and our mm-hmm. people are socially awkward. That's who we all Some, are. Not everyone. Next not time I'm going to make people. Travis sit in the front 
so I can just like talk to him. So you have somebody to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. We are going to have another live event, but it won't be until October. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. So right smack in the middle of horror month. I mean, so the pumpkin beer will be out in October. That, it sure will. And I'm sure that we will have some sort of a costume event. Are we going to costume it up? <clears throat> Why not? Dude, it's October. We'll see. Yeah, we'll I'm see. just going to wear all Maybe. black and tell You know what? Sometimes it's hard enough for me to like actually get my shit together in time to get to the live <laughs> event. I don't know about throwing a costume in there. Anyway, uh, we're doing this preface for you because... Um, we just wanted to give you a little bit of a, a transition into our live audio. And we wanted to thank everybody who came out to our live event. We had people who drove up as far away as Houston. Houston. You say it just like somebody from Houston. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they say it there. Which is over an eight-hour drive in case... Uh, you are not familiar with our little geography. Yeah, and that's pretty awesome. It she's is. actually driven up twice. Yep. Driven up twice. Mm-hmm. She has. She has, and she's a cool person. She hung she out with is. us afterwards mm-hmm. too. And we've had somebody got to see us get super drunk after <laughs> <laughs> at the after party, which was awesome. And we also had someone drive up from Amarillo. Yep. Right? Which is I don't know how long that drive is. Like six hours, five hours. I don't know. Elk City's three. Yeah. And a half, still, it's still super awesome that anybody would. And we had a, a girl from Tulsa come too. Yeah, which so is a couple hours. A lot of people come from out of state, which was amazing. And then they were fangirling us. And I still it's can't really, believe somebody wants to fangirl something I'm a part of. Isn't it weird? <laughs> I know it, it is, is weird. Super, super odd. It is weird. to have that reaction for something that you're so that you like so much. I mean, I've been a radio person for years, and f- for some reason, I. It, it's not as big a deal. Uh, well, it is for me because I don't for get that. a whole lot of fandom doing car no, titles. No, 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 no. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, I never felt as excited about getting fangirled oh, on for gotcha, the radio station. Gotcha. Well, it wasn't necessarily like excited that somebody, but just more like disbelief that somebody could it's be that. Because I am right. just a normal person, guys. We all like, are normal people. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might look like a radio station doofus, but <laughs> underneath, I'm still the same old awkward book girl. Anyways, wanted to thank all the people that came out. <laughs> Back to what we were saying. <laughs> anyway. Without further ado, let's check in with ourselves at the live podcast now. Uh, oh, and thanks to Mike, who, who is Our MC. an awesome MC. He is pretty awesome. He is he awesome. He was awesome. Made us feel a little less awkward. So here it is, our live podcast. I'm surprised they let us in here with this type of setup. It's it's quite a few people, but we're going to get through this. This is the Three Book Girls podcast. Please welcome everybody. Say your names for the record. I'm <laughs> Alyssa. <laughs> Vani. Martha. Nicole. Kayla. Jessica. And we are the Three Book Girls podcast. Um, just for anybody who is here and doesn't know what we do, we have a weekly podcast. Uh, Martha posts it online every Sunday night. And you can find it on SoundCloud, uh, iTunes, literally anywhere you find a podcast, you can check it out there. So, And by the way, this lovely gentleman at the end, this is Mike. He is a famous person in Oklahoma City. What? <laughs> he is, he is on the morning show of Wild 1049. So he's, he's in the morning show, so he came to our little show to be the MC man. Actually, it was to convert all of you to my show. So as you become readers, 
you will find that I am not a reader. Just come listen to my show to get yeah, all of the rest of the smut that the world has to offer. It'll be. He's not a reader, good. but we did get him to read one book. Oh yes, gosh. he read one, one book. book. So wonderful. And also, if you guys recognize Martha, she is on the afternoon from no, 10 a.m. Well, midday. Still kind of afternoon. Yeah. From 10 to 3 on KISS FM, 98.9 yes. KISS FM. She's so we have two radio, City. two radio people who are on the air, and Nicole works on the radio off the air. And then the rest of the people in the podcast are just super awesome reader people. We're just normal people. Normal yeah. people. Bonnie does car titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Kayla works for the post office in Lawton. And Jessica is an awesome student. I'm a marketing physical you, therapist. We got this. Yes, perspective physical therapist. <laughs> we got this. And uh, so you skipped yeah. one. And Alyssa, what do you? Oh do? shoot, <gasps> Alyssa. I'm, I'm sorry. in marketing. Alyssa's our marketing <laughs> <guru>. Martha. <laughs> we I love you, Alyssa. I already had more than half of this beer. Let me have. The, just kidding. <laughs> and in case you were unaware, that is three. One, two, three. <laughs> Three times two. Okay. So there are six of us now, but we started out with three. The original three are sitting here at the main table, and then we have our lovely satellite ladies. Mm -hmm. We have Alyssa, who is the queen of romance. She joined our podcast after we dissed romance for an entire season. (laughs) Yeah, and then I came along. And she came along to defend the the entire genre of romance. (laughs) You still bash romance. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yes, Martha no. practices her eye rolls every time that Alyssa talks about her book reviews. Yes, I she do. She bashes my fantasy books that have like a romance element. So I know. Okay. She just hates it so, so much. I do. I hate it so, so much. It's okay. She rolls her eyes anytime I talk, and that's the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it could be that One way. One day, friends, I'm going to die of an aneurysm, and it will be from rolling my eyes back too far. <laughs> because of I thought you said dive into an aneurysm. <laughs> Dive into like how, how does one dive into? <laughs> if, if it can be done, I will do it. Before we do get started on the podcast, I would like to, to pause a moment to talk about a very important event which is happening today. I uh, would like you to put your hands together for National Chicken Appreciation Day. <laughs> May the fourth be with all of the chickens. Alyssa. Yes. <laughs> Alyssa, we'll not we be have having cockfighting because that's illegal. <laughs> are we supporting chickens over the Kentucky Derby? Like, well, I want to well, be super clear I on would. this. I mean, I am. Have, See, uh, chickens that are It's dark. our job to celebrate <laughs> the things that are not often called attention to, such as chicken appreciation. Okay. National, international respect for Chickens Day. International! That's how you know chicken is good, because they're doing it all over the world, apparently, today. Yeah. <laughs> it's made of the so, um, actually, it is National Star Wars Day as well. So, may the 4th be with you all. Woo! Like, so, robot chickens? Is that what we're getting at? Here? Robot chickens? Yes, sure. I love well, that it just show. matters. It's so great. The, the chickens are either on the dark side or the light side. I like mine spicy. I don't care if it's dark or light. <laughs> the but uh, we're, we are currently live from Full Circle Books in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, in the United States of America for all of our international listeners. And thank you to all of our international (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Intergalactic listeners. Please don't go to our planet. I haven't heard about those yet. Our stats don't show intergalactic. They're there. (laughs) They're out there. The truth is out there. Just watch the sky. (laughs) So uh, the way this works is we have each chosen a book, as we do every week on our podcast. Uh, We each 
basically talk about a book that we would have read anyway. It's different from a, a regular book club where everyone reads the same book. We just could not be bothered to do that. Well, we don't For like one thing, we can't story. agree. <laughs> we don't agree on books. No, we do not agree. So each person chooses a book. And you can see the books in front of all of us that we chose for tonight. Mike chose a MacBook. M Mike has no <laughs> book in front of him. It's a MacBook. Oh, it's a MacBook. <laughs> yes. How fitting is that? I have to save my book for last because... I'm not going first. She does have a guest today to talk about her book, so I guess it makes sense. I do have a guest, last. yes. So it, mine has to be last because Brian, from our lovely sponsor, Elk Valley Brewing Company, thank you. Yay! And tonight we are going to be featuring the Pumpion. Is that how you say that? Yes. Could we have some Wait, glasses, we get to try the please? cucumber beer. What is cucumber beer? Beer you can put on your eyes when you sleep. Yeah. Like is it going to reduce Cuc my puffiness? Cucumbers yeah. do okay. reduce puffiness in your eyes. However, I do not suggest pouring beer into your eyes. <laughs> no, that, that would not. While be we get that poured out, I just wanted to shout out Michelle Evans Vincent. Hello from Ontario, Canada. Woo! So you guys are going worldwide. Elk Valley, we love this. <laughs> we are worldwide. Mm. We can do this whilst we are hearing our first book review. I can go first, because also I need someone to tell me if it tastes like cucumbers or oh, pickles, because as we all know, you do not I don't like, like pickles. pickles. <laughs> what is it tastes like cucumbers. It's good to know. It's Pizza. actually very delicious. While we're tasting, that means that uh, I'm first today. Are you doing? Are you going first? Yep. So the book, <laughs> the book I'm reviewing today is The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. I have read it like, like 10 times because it's that good of a book. I'm going to do a really quick synopsis. We have Lucy Hutton and Joshua Templeman, and every day they have to sit across from each other because they are executive assistants for a big publishing company. And every day they sit across from each other and they hate each other. And they play all these games to try and get to make the other person angry. They try and get them to report the other person to HR. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> it is. Unless you're HR. I guess unless you're HR. Yeah, they're really infamous with HR. They're the worst people in the company. Um, HR likes to joke that they're her full-time job, which is probably a bad thing. So Josh and Lucy hate each other. But because I'm the person who reads all the romance on this podcast... Uh, you know that they're going to fall in love with each other. Surprise! <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Spoiler, hello. Spo yeah. <laughs> Spoiler, they fall in love. Um, the really special thing about this book is the voice that it's written in. Um, I read a lot of romance books in addition to, you know, other books. And they can get really samey. Um, <laughs> Martha! Is that Already? in the dictionary? <laughs> Already? I would say the same thing about basically any genre, <laughs> including fantasy, Martha. She's sci-fi and fantasy. Fantasy, sci-fi. Wi-Fi, all of it. All of it. All, all of it. it's the same. Um, the thing that brings me back to this book over and over is the voice that it's written in. It's a super strong voice. Um, it's written in first person, so you just hear Lucy's thoughts all the time. And she's a really unique individual. She's really funny and really sharp and a little bit off. And so it keeps the book interesting and it keeps it moving really, really quickly. I love this book. I highly recommend it. That's it. That's my review of The Hating Game because I've reviewed it before on this podcast. 
So I don't feel like we need to rehash it again. <laughs> I love you for recycling. Oh, thank you. I love it. Keep it's the such green. a good book. I think it's a book that even people who don't read romance could really enjoy reading. Except Martha. Except Martha. Yeah, absolutely. I was ignoring you. What? Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? We were over here talking about space. And <laughs> well, you know, if I roll my eyes, then you comment. So I'm just trying to stay out of it. <laughs> You know, like, go put some cucumber beer on your eyes and you'll be fine. Alyssa, I've exactly. been seeing that book on social media a lot, and I've really wanted to read that one. And doesn't she have a couple other ones that have she, come out? Her second book just came out. It's called 99% Mine. I have not read it yet because it's sitting in this stack of books like this high of things that I'm supposed to be reading, like, right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's supposed to be a really good follow-up. But The Hating Game itself, it was my favorite book of 2016. It was probably my favorite book of 2017. <laughs> it's really great. Um, and that was The Hating Game by Sally Thorne. Yay! Great. Great job, Alyssa. Thank you. <laughs> Look, I gave you love, okay? That's Thanks. all that matters. <laughs> all right. That's a yeah, Our postmistress. I'm not used to not going first. Our postmistress? Yeah. What? Is, what? She, she works for the post, post office. office. Is that, is that what the technical term is? A she's going postal. She's going postal. See, that's the name Guys. of my book. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a bad Which is kind of she's a coincidence gonna, when you think about it. She's going to go postal it. if you don't let her start. <laughs> what? So she's going to go yeah. postal if you don't let her start. <laughs> she's giving you the angry look. She's got on the angry eyes. Um, the book I'm reviewing is called Cape May by Chip Cheek. It just came out last Tuesday, or was that the 30th last Tuesday? I think so. Okay. So I actually was um, able to get an advanced copy a couple months ago, so I had already read it, but this is definitely going to be in my top reads for 2019. Um, this is this author's first book. I'm just going to read the synopsis off the back. It's 1957, and Henry and Effie, very young newlyweds from Georgia, arrive in Cape May, New Jersey, for their honeymoon. It's September, though, and the town is deserted. Feeling shy of each other and isolated, they decide to cut the trip short. But before they leave, they meet a glamorous set of people who sweep them up into their drama. There's Clara, a beautiful socialite who feels her youth slipping away, Max, a wealthy playboy and Clara's lover, and Alma, Max's aloof and mysterious half-sister to whom Henry is irresistibly drawn. The empty beach town becomes their playground, and as they sneak into abandoned summer homes, go sailing, walk naked under the stars, make love, and drink a deal, great deal of gin, Henry and Effie slip from innocence into betrayal with irrevocable consequences. I will say, this is definitely going to be a beach read for the summer. Now, I was surprised at the steaminess of the story, um, but it was really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on top of it just being steamy, it does bring it to bring a lot of topics up that make you think about marriage and newlyweds or things that just happen when you're with someone. Um, you think about things as far as do you marry for love or do you marry for convenience? Do you stay married after something's happened? What do you do? Are you so young and naive that you allow other people to draw you into their chaos? So that is what I liked about it. On top of the steaminess, that was a plus. So <laughs> steamy. Like and it's a very say? quick read. I read it in a day. Ooh. And I work like eight hours a day. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
like the rest of us who only work five hours a day. Well, what you, do you mean the rest yeah, of you, yeah, Martha? No, you Martha, mean you're five hours. You. Guys, what is this? What He's is this up there until word. like five p.m. sometimes. What is this word? <laughs> okay, me. Okay, okay, okay. Do you want me to Wikipedia that for you? <laughs> no, WebMD. Word. That just sounds like a condition. Web, WebMD. Word. It causes a lot of conditions. Word. Yeah. <laughs> We would also like to uh, recognize Congratulations. some of our fans that have driven to come to this podcast. Who's the farthest person that has driven? Is it you again, Shona? Shona drove from Houston. <sighs> yes. This is her second trip to Oklahoma City. Yes. It's a rough ride. But we also have Rachel that drove from Amarillo. Yes. Amarillo. Welcome, you guys. Thank you. Amarillo. Oh, and your lovely husband as well, Tom. Oh, Tom. <laughs> yes. Big round of applause. I guess I'll just be the only one to give Tom a round of applause or whatever. I was Thank trying, buddy. I, I did my best. I did what I could. And I know that Donna, who's been with us from almost the beginning, is here in town with her daughter for a rowing championship. She sent us a message on Facebook, and I almost swallowed my tongue, and I'm like, why aren't you here? Donna! She said she she was going to try. So I'm hoping that she'll show up a little bit later. Man, she's just calling them all out. It's so exciting <laughs> to is. meet people who have been listening to the podcast forever. So thank you, guys. So are we ready for the next review? Am yes, I, yes, I believe the next reviewer... Is it me? Should or be me. So my I, MacBook is Pro is from 2013, <laughs> and it's such a lovely... <laughs> I decided to use the date to influence my read this week so i did the princess diarist by carrie fisher which is an autobiography of when she was making the first star wars movie how perfect and it was very interesting i learned a lot about the star wars movie that i did not know like it was a it was considered a low budget movie at the time and they did not think that it would make very much money and um obviously it made lots of money and had lots of its own little cult following, I guess, including I me. I love I don't Star know Wars. If you can call it a cult <laughs> at this point. It's just like a mass, a yeah. mass liking. So it's not cult. Okay, mass liking. <laughs> Anyways, um, she talks a lot about um, being as young as she was and um, her relationship with Harrison Ford during it, which I actually did not realize she had a relationship with Harrison Ford during it. We all knew it. I did not know that. I didn't I guess I've never. Who didn't think that Princess Leia and Harrison Ford were doing it? Hey. <laughs> I did not know. <laughs> yes, I did. He said Luke's <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Luke name. was so naive. It's because of the beer that I could not think of his name. Luke was like Ted from uh, How I Met Your Mother. He's just completely hopeless. Uh, okay. <laughs> he just did not, he didn't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't remember where I was. Anyways, this is why I get in trouble for interrupting. Uh, Harrison Ford apparently were doing stuff. So. Right, and it talks about that. And she was really young when she very first made this movie. And she actually did not even want to be an actress. She, um, her mom is an actress, obviously. Deb, Debbie, Debbie Reynolds. Reynolds, right? And she did not want to take the same path that her mom did, but she decided to go ahead and audition for this movie because she thought it'd just be, you know, something to do, way to earn some money. And then she was known after that for her whole life as Princess Leia. So 
yeah, it was really interesting. Um, she has some, there, a couple of the chapters are like poems that she had written. It's almost like you're reading her diary. It's, I think that anyone who likes Star Wars and is interested in like the backstories of Star Wars, I think that they would enjoy this book. I have been wanting to read that book for forever and have literally just not gotten around to it. Yeah, you should read it. It was, it was, it, it was better than what I thought it would be actually. I love. But Carrie I've read Fisher. some of uh, Carrie Fisher's other stuff, her fiction books, and I like her style of writing. She's very smartassy when she writes, which She's I like. Hysterical. She, Radio she edit. is. <laughs> Radio edits. <laughs> <laughs> is it like a is it like a relatable smart sake. radio edity or is it like? like no, she's very. Uh, she's got a lot of sarcasm. You should go watch right. her uh, TV interviews and you'll get her personality. Okay, off I've those. seen her TV interviews yeah. before. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> I don't well, she stuff. she a lot of times she pokes fun at herself and her own problems. So it's like instead of like dwelling on her own issues that she has, she pokes fun of them as a way to like deal with it. I guess. I mean that's a good tactic. If you you can't laugh at yourself, then then yeah, exactly. I'll laugh at you for you. Right. Yeah. But it was good. I think that um, a lot of people would enjoy this if you like autobiographies and Star Wars, which I do. So you know, and that's the Princess Diaries by Carrie Fisher. See, I just want her to make a Princess Leia autobiography as Princess Leia, but like with all the wittiness of Carrie Fisher. Yeah. I think uh, that could work. I love that would some be bad news for you. Yeah, she she's cannot okay, write I know anything that she's now. Gone. <laughs> I know that. I completely understand that. Okay. I'm saying I wish that that would have been a thing. I was worried that she would have done it. I was worried we were going to have to console you. <laughs> Are we going to have to break that to him right it's here? Okay, you know what, guys, you know what, guys? I don't care what you say. This could still happen, and Prince will do the soundtrack, okay? <laughs> Michael Jackson might jump on there. Oh, dear. <laughs> too far? That was too far? With Michael no, Jackson I'm just Adam. looking at our live thing. It says we're live at S&B's Yeah, Burger I know. Joints. I don't know why it says that we're at S&B's <laughs> um, Burger Joint. We're not there. We're definitely at Full Circle, Full Circle Book. change that? Uh, yeah, I've been trying to change it, but we're still live on it. So That's okay. Know. We'll fix it later. Yeah, we'll fix uh, it later. But we have three people or two people that said hi from Ontario, oh, Canada. Or yeah. Calgary, oh. Canada. Calgary, Calgary and, Canada Ontario and Ontario checked in. Yeah. I didn't want to interrupt like Martha is really, really good at doing. I'm really, really good at it. <laughs> I'm used to it. You could have interrupted. You also have a hi from Iowa from Kayla. Woohoo! Kayla! Mm-hmm. And oh. Jessica! Oh, I'd just be Jessica over there. A in the lovely end. Please Jessica. Give her <laughs> welcome you notice to the she's got the braid around? She'll see sort of a nod to the fourth. It's almost. Well, I mean, she Jerry doesn't Fisher have did that in the, the ice last. buns. On I was the side. going for Sansa Stark. Oh, that's she, a good she, goal, too. She's a ginger, so yeah. It's, my, yeah, it's not Game of Thrones Day, Jessica. I don't care. It's going to come, the next episode comes out tomorrow. Yeah, but tomorrow's single tomorrow. I don't take away from that, okay? <gasps> it's, it's Game of Thrones season. That means you've got it. Is it Game of Thrones Ever. Independence Day? Because it's not Mexican Independence Day either. It's, it's like post Battle of Winterfell, yeah. <laughs> well, fair enough, fair enough. So, what book you get? All right. So I reviewed um, A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness. Am I loud enough? Sorry. No. Okay. I reviewed A Discovery of Witches by Deborah Harkness because I love witches. And, it, and it's also a TV series on Sundance Now, which um, was also very, very good. But read the book, please. <laughs> uh, so it starts with uh, Diana Bishop, who is a witch who doesn't like being a witch really so she tries to be as human as possible and she comes across this bewitched 
manuscript in the Bodleian Library. She's a historian. And the manuscript is something that people have been looking for for a long time because it's supposed to have the origin stories of vampires, demons, and witches in it. And obviously she wants something to do with it, so she sends it back to the stacks. But she's the only person who's ever been able to find it. So she draws the attention of evil witches who want to kill her for her power. And this vampire, who is a biochemist and um, is tracking the genome of vampires, witches, and demons to see like, how they relate with humans and the four like, races and all this stuff. And um, he takes on the role of protecting her from the other witches who want to kill her for her power. And they fall in love, Martha. Hold the eye roll. <laughs> um, um, so it's and it's a tr it's part of a trilogy. It's the first book in a trilogy, and um, so I can't give a whole lot away from it. But it's really really good. Also, the series is really good on Sundance. Garrett, is that right? Um, it's a, it's a, got a little bit of everything, which I love, which is what I love about it. It's got the fantasy of the lore for witches and vampires and demons. And it's got the science role from like the biochemistry angle where he's trying to track their genomes and see what makes them magical and artistic and undead and things like that. Um, and then it has a little bit of like romance, which is really good. And a little, it's a little steamier than I expected. Like walking to class and all of a sudden they're doing their thing and you're just like, okay, I'm gonna pause that. <laughs> but it was really, really good and I loved it so much. I'm on the third book now and I can't wait to see how she ties it up because she's an amazing author. I listened to it audiobook, and the woman who does the audio has an amazing range of voices that just blew me away because every character has its own distinct voice that you you don't have any question about who's talking, which I love in audiobooks. But that's my review for it. It probably didn't do it justice, but it's really, really, really good. Very nice. Thank you, Jessica. <laughs> yes, Jessica. That was deliciously beautiful. I did not roll my eyes very much during that. Did you yep. notice? I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you. That was like the most like subtle, <laughs> like like passive aggressive <laughs> like exchange I've what, seen. What's on this really podcast. funny, and I, I have to. It's full disclosure here. I I did read that book. You did? I did. What? I, I did. Did you keep it a secret? No. No, it's out now. <laughs> You didn't. <laughs> ask. You look very guilty about it. it. You didn't She's ask. I I did not, however, like it. Yeah, it's for some people and not for some but people. You know what? That's what this podcast is all about. It's about Martha. The fact that we're all very different <laughs> readers. Shut up. <laughs> we're all very different types of readers, so not everybody is gonna like the book that Jessica chose, or the book that Kayla chose, or Nicole, or Bonnie, or, or you. Alyssa, and, and Mike obviously does not read, so he does he not get a voice Martha, sometimes. Martha, Martha, MacBook, come on, <laughs> I'm reading right now. <laughs> I'm about to read another number, so make sure you- I don't think posts on Twitter count, Mike. Uh, it's first of all, works. I got rid of Twitter. <laughs> I'm on Instagram exclusively now, thank you very much. <laughs> That is some really, really delicious beer, Brian. The one thing that I can note about Cheers. it is I'm not being Elk sarcastic. Valley. What? Elk Valley Brewing Company. What's this called again? Pump Pumpian. Pumpian. October Ooh. to November is a perfect time for this beer to come out. And we'll be expecting some kickbacks. Just so you know. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Whatever. Time to I'm just joking. Let Mike taste every batch beer. that comes out before then. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Mm. 
Okay. Wow, that's really good. So, Nicole, Why if you would please. Why is the bottle sticky? Did you pour some on the outside? Probably. My hand is sticky now. Listen, if the bottle's not sticky on the outside, are we, like, even partying? Is that a thing? <laughs> that's <laughs> true. That's true. <laughs> What's that? I'm saying. You can't be afraid to get a little sticky. <laughs> if it doesn't leave a ring on the Chiffero, we're not doing it hard enough. <laughs> the Chiffero. On the Chiffero. The Davenport. The Davenport, yes, indeed. Nicole, please don't let me interrupt you again. <laughs> please. I don't think it was you. I think it was people we will not mention. Yeah, we he won't who must mention She who must name, not be named. You're Martha Mort. So I am reviewing The Island you of Sea... Oh, the Island of Sea Women uh, by Lisa C. And it is a historical fiction novel. Um, has anybody in here read a book by Lisa C.? Because she actually has five or six of them. Yeah, so quite a few people. But uh, she, yeah. <laughs> uh, she is actually uh, Chinese-American. And so she focuses a lot on... Um, like the Chinese culture and Japanese culture. And so this book specifically, it follows a matriarchal society. Um, it's off of an island in Korea. The island is called uh, Jiju. And um, it, like roughly 1950s. But the island is actually famous for the women who s took care of their families by diving in the ocean with like, picture this. Your Has anybody scuba dived? Okay. Is it scuba dove? Dope. Whatever. Um, Scuba divin. Guys, I don't read. I'm really wondering. But these, <laughs> no these women would literally dive. They had no protect protective gear. Um, they didn't have anything to protect their ears or the because when you go down, the water pressure is significant. And I know they talk about that, but. Me and Travis actually did scuba diving lessons a while back, and he did great. And my ears, literally, I could not adjust. I could not scuba dive because, like, my brain felt like it was going to burst underwater, even just going down, like, 15 feet. But these women would go to the bottom of the ocean, sometimes 25, 30, 50 feet, with no equipment, and they would gather squid, or they would gather seaweed, and like all kinds of fish, and they'd have to pull it back up, and then they'd put it in a net, and they'd keep diving, and they'd do that the entire day. Um, during lunchtime, their husbands would actually bring their kids, like so if they were breastfeeding or whatever, they would bring the kids to the women on the beach so that they could feed their, their babies, and then they'd go back to work. Um, so it's a very different society. Uh, compared to anything I've really read about. But the book follows um, two young girls. Uh, one is named Miha, and the other is Young Sook. And one grew up on this island, and she knew from a young age that um, she was going to... These women are called Hanyo, and she knew she was going to be one. Um, and the other girl uh, had moved there from Japan, and at this point in time... Uh, uh, Japan and Korea were at war with each other, and so her parents had died because they were uh they called them japanese sympathizers but these girls became best friends and they both um joined their local diving collective and they learned how to dive and then the as they're growing up um it goes into which i had never read a whole lot about but how north korea and south korea actually became north and south korea the book talks about that and it talks about um a lot of the war that was going on and the treachery and it is the entire book focuses on the friendship in hardships 
the, so the book focuses on these girls' friendships and what's going on politically um, during that time, plus their, the uniqueness of what they're doing to survive and to take care of their families and how they make their money. Um, and I thought it was fascinating. Um, the book also, and all of Lisa C's novels pose a really big question, but the one in this one was, during this time period, America was in Korea, um, and they were supposed to be protecting the Koreans, but if it, it talks a lot about their po politics because they're very hush-hush, and I, I mean, if any government would kind of be like that if you did I've read some like history that, books, so. and they talk about that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um, so when this book came out, um, the New York Times actually did like this giant article and they were talking about the historical aspects of it and then you can google about the hanyo and there's pictures of them too um and i think there's even some like still to this day however because of now they do wear wetsuits and they have the protective gear and they take oxygen tanks down there but uh 50 years ago i couldn't have done that <laughs> those women were made of steel i couldn't do that today and in freezing cold water <laughs> See, there's a couple of books that I've read that talk about the divers. Mm -hmm. This one, I probably would like this book. You would love say, it. I was going to say, Bonnie, this sounds so much more did like... Did you finish it? I did not finish it yet. It, it's a little dry for my taste at the moment. It, usually what happens is I'll start trying to read a book, and if I'm not in the mood, then I'm like, ugh. Okay, just get to the point Sorry. where they start killing everybody, and then you'll get in the mood for that. <laughs> You're making me sound like a bloodthirsty wench over here. No, really, seriously, though, Bonnie is the type of person that when she's reading a book that has anything historical in it, she is looking that crap up and making sure it all matches up. I like Google it. For me, I'm like, okay, that happened, okay, all right. I'll accept your opinion on that. It gives me like a Kite Runner vibe. Right, yeah. It kind of sounds a little like that. I haven't read the Kite Runner. Don't judge Except, me. Except, of course, you know, Kite Runner is India. Is India? Or <laughs> Afghanistan. 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 And this is Korea. Yeah, but like, I read, it gives um, me like a Kite Runner vibe of like the culture and the history. Kind right, of. Yeah. yes. But I know that I read that um, Killing of the Rising Sun. That mm -hmm. talks about the, and that's a nonfiction book. They talk about the massacre that happened. And what that is that massacre called? Do you remember? I don't remember Google what it. it's called, but uh, it happened. We have Google. <laughs> I love the all-powerful Google. Do and, you not um, love that thing? White chrysanthemums. That talks about the divers. I said it right, right? You did. Okay. Yes, I'm very <laughs> impressed. That talks about the divers also. And uh, Alan slash Arthur, whichever one you want to say, also read Santa. that. Santa. Santa. He also read that... Uh, white chrysanthemum he came up before we started and was talking about it so me and santa are like right on with our book choices bonnie is her father <laughs> hey how fitting for the day she is a 40 to 60 year old man in disguise that is just rude, weird martha <laughs> there well, she is yeah. by the way that book title and artist again was called the island of sea women by lisa c and after you read it let us know what you thought of it Yes. We always Please. like feedback. We engage on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We also have a website. Go to our website. You can email us. <laughs> right? Do we, we sound could, desperate? You could carrier pigeon us. <laughs> Please follow us. Follow you can us. Carrier pigeon? Let me give you our, our personal pigeon. phone numbers. Just give us a call.
We ready to interrupt Martha all like throughout the entire well, thing? Well, you know, yes. I have a special guest. Well, right. I guess I'm getting kicked out now. Sorry, Bonnie. Bye, Bonnie. <laughs> You're out of here. Brian, you know what? Brian has to sit next to me. I don't mind with um, Terry Pratchett. Stop <laughs> it! Well, no, Brian. You guys do your of Terry Pratchett. I you just want to say that as I was rereading this book, by the way, it is called Going Postal by Terry Pratchett. As I was rereading this book for the podcast, I did notice that it has sort of, sort of, if you stretch it really hard, a Star Wars reference in it. Okay? What? You're going to have to run Hold that on. one by me because I don't remember that. All right. Yeah, I'm really stretching here, but listen. Put on your old lady okay. glasses. Shut up. Okay, so. <laughs> and her hair was plated and coiled, plaited and coiled on either side of her head in those discs that back home in Uberwald had been called snails. But in Ankh-Morpork, people in mind of a woman with curly iced bun clamped to each ear. Who does that bring to mind? Jessica. Well, you said Carrie ice bun, so I think of this one lady I saw at this Come one. Come on. Oh. Princess Fisher. Leia? I think what? that counts. I think that I, counts. I think that counts. Yeah. Be right. Carrie Fisher? Yes. What is Carrie Fisher? <laughs> what is Carrie Fisher? That would be would a that Jeopardy be answer. All right. So would it be who is Carrie Fisher? Where is Carrie Fisher? Um, Where is Carrie? Ah, that. That's a dark oh, question. Let's not go there. Come on now. She <laughs> is on the dark side right now. Um, the Wait, odd thing about my choice for this book tonight is that this book is in the middle of a series. And the reason that I chose this book is because my introduction to Terry Pratchett happened with this book. It was available on audio at my library when I lived in Graham, Texas, which is probably one of the lowest points in my life, ladies from Texas. If you know where Graham, Texas is, you're totally gonna get this. They don't even know where it is, which is my point! So they had it available on audio, and I listened to the book and absolutely fell in love with Terry Pratchett based on this novel. Discworld has, do you, have any idea, Brian, how many Discworld novels there are? The, somewhere between 50 and 200. <laughs> I, I don't think there are that many. There, there are at least 40. I was going to say. There's a few more than yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say between 35 and 48 novels in this series. <clears throat> uh, one of the things I love about the Discworld series is that Terry Pratchett takes ordinary things and gives them the Discworld treatment. And in this particular book, he uses the post office. That's why the book is called Going Postal, which I thought was an excellent choice considering we actually have a postal employee on our podcast, Do Kayla. You see the face that Kayla's going to kill you. Every time you bring up her. <laughs> Kayla's going to kill you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Martha's on the radio. Did you know? Oh, yeah, she Martha. Know that she's, also, <laughs> she's also a full-time gardener. Absolutely uh, wonderful. Which, by the way, I got the squash bug uh, recipe for you. Uh, okay. We'll talk later. Squash, bug, uh, squash bugs are the scourge of Oklahoma, in case you didn't know that. Did you celebrate World uh, Naked Gardening Day? I did. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah. God, I didn't, you didn't even you have. Us. Unfortunately, my sunburn in, in some very private places are is still, you know. You have a chain link fence, Martha. Well, I, I do know my neighbors very well. <laughs> yeah, but she didn't even know you well. even better now. And they know me very well. She didn't even well. see me spying on her from the driveway. It was weird. 
But by the way, that mole, you want to get that looked at. Yeah, I know. I really should. Mm. It's on her leg. Relax. <sighs> so anyway, back See? to Terry Pratchett. So what, Brian, what's your favorite Terry Pratchett novel? Yeah, I can't do that. <laughs> okay. Did there, I, ha I have several. I think my favorite is probably Nation. Um, but he's, he's one of those authors I discovered in high school and immediately fell in love with. Um, and I've been reading his, his stuff ever since. So. The thing about Terry Pratchett is that he's extremely snarky. He's almost oh, like yeah. he's almost like a thank you. Forty-four Discworld novels. So that gives you an idea of how many he wrote. He he built a world and then wrote a bunch of different novels. There's one about the motion picture industry called Moving Pictures, which is freaking hilarious. It's pretty, I mean, the whole concept of Discworld. One of the things I love about it is that you know he was trying to find a way to satirize you know, the traditional fantasy sword and sorcery type of novel. And he went ahead and created this entire world for the sole purpose of making fun of everything in our world. Yes, and which is And awesome. using this format to do it. Which is awesome. There's one that's, that's called Small Gods. And it's about the, all the different gods in his made-up world. Now, first we should talk about what his world is. It's actually a disc. Flat circle disc that like sits Earth. that sits on top of four elephants that sit on top of a, a giant, giant turtle, turtle swimming through space. Yeah, the great Atun is the turtle which the disc rests upon, which rests upon. And the, the interesting thing about this is this is actually based on an actual myth from some of the early peoples of the world, oddly enough. I did not know that before I started reading this. It's very, very interesting. But this particular book takes place in the city of Ankh-Morpork. You have to sort of do it in a British accent or it just doesn't work. So um, it takes place in this city, and the main character's name is Moist, Moist. von Lipvig. <laughs> and moist. <laughs> I know. I love that. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. All week. Yes, you're looking forward to me saying to the say, word to moist. Say the word moist repeatedly. Now let me just read read a little clip from the book. Moist. Here was Moist von Lipvig walking moist. through the city. He'd never done that before. The late Alfred Spangler had, and Mundo Smith had, and Edwin Screep had, and half a dozen other personas he donned and discarded. Oh, he'd been moist inside. Moist. So moist. Oh, what a name. Yes, he'd heard every possible joke. But they had been on the outside between him and the world. He is a... Con artist. Con artist. A very, very good con artist. But eventually he gets caught. And when he does, he gets caught in a spectacular manner. Um, and he actually is punished by hanging. And in the very beginning of the book, he's hanged for his crimes. But the patrician of Ankh-Morpork chooses to give him a pardon 
sort of. I mean, he's actually hanged, and then they either... Did they cut the rope? Is that how that works? Yeah, they hang him just long enough for it to look real, and then right. they cut him loose right. when they everybody turned their backs. So he, he basically calls him into his office, and he says, okay, you get to live if you run the post office. Because what better job for a con man than running a government agency? Exactly. And the post office has been defunct for about 40 years? Something like that. Yeah. And it's filled with undelivered letters. Covered in bat guano. Yeah. Um, so it's his <laughs> job to open the post office and remake it. He's also competing against a company called the Clax, which sort of brings to mind a cross between the internet and the uh, and. Uh, uh, yeah, like, uh, like a, the, the clickety clack thing. Um, uh, now I can't think of it. Morse you know what I'm talking code? about, beep, 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 No, beep, 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 what's the thing that? Oh, the Morse. No. The telegram. Uh, telegram. 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 Oh my god! Wow. Yes, <laughs> Vivian. Thank you, our our local librarian here. Uh, but the Clax Towers. He's he's basically competing against something that is delivering the mail instantaneously. So he has to so he has to find a way to deal with all that and at the same time bring back the post office and make it profitable. Exactly. So that's what the book is about. Um, it's also about um, just uh, on the surface level, you know, it, <laughs> uh, slavery. Yep. Um, uh, it's also about. Um, the fact that government agencies are extremely corrupt. Yeah, it's also about uh, oligarchies and, and monopolies. Has, yeah, and, so many things. Yeah, yeah, it's the layers in this in this book and in his disc world are absolutely amazing. And if you like slapstick, especially British slapstick, moist British, moist, moist slapstick. British slapstick. You had to add that word. Just about every. Moist facet of this book contains that slapstick British humor, which is the reason I freaking love it. I love it. Yeah, that's, that's, it's the thing that like continuously blows me away about his work is that it's, it, it's extremely detailed and he has this wonderful mind for just like picking apart how the human brain works and how society works, but it's all covered in this layer of Vampires and magic and wizards and, and witches and golems and, and just and a, these a insanely golem, silly things. There, a golem actually spends a lot of time in this book because the golem's job in this particular novel is to keep moist from running away. <laughs> I know, it's want, hilarious. You don't want your moist to run. No, so. you definitely yeah, do nobody not. Likes running so is moist. it just you want damp your moist then? to run? Does it just become damp? So at he that actually point? tries to. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all that damp moist. Stop <laughs> saying that word. So can I make a can I make a comment? I've been holding in for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> moist is a con artist. Yes. So he's one of the wet bandits from Home Alone. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Oh. Am I wrong? Oh. Is that You're not a thing? Killing me, Holmes. That's, that's good work. That's I mean, I, I, as soon as he said moist, and he's a con artist, I'm like, Harry Myers. He's a wet bandit. Harry Myers. <laughs> Too many movies. <laughs> and you read a book. Yes. So that's good. Yeah. So um, moist is he spent. <laughs> now every time I say that, I'm gonna laugh. 
Harry Marvin Moist went to the young boy's house. He actually is. He actually spends a lot of time one-upping himself. I know it's strange. He wants to. It's almost like he wants to fail. He creates these barriers for himself. He 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 has a competition between himself, being the post office, and the clacks. And the clacks is like, um, they're a series of towers about every eight miles, and they have shutters, which open and close in... Um, like the naval lamp signals. Yeah, right. So that's how they pass messages. And well, they do everything in code. So he decides that he's going to race the clacks to um, Genoa, which is... 2,000 miles. Right. So he takes the message on coach via mail, while the clax delivers the message through the clax. Shut up! <laughs> I have been trying so hard not to make moist jokes. Moist, 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 moist! I'm crying. I know you can. I'm gonna zoom in on it on the face. I'm gonna, well, I've seen, see, I, I need another drink to moisten my lips. Not to make these jokes about Ryan moist. is moistening his lips at the moment. It doesn't even sound like a word anymore. I know, but that's what, his moist? name, you guys. Yeah. Stop saying we just call him the protagonist. Is there an E at the end of moist for good effect? No. Like for Can the name. Can you see why no. I chose just this moist. book? Just moist. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? Yeah. Because your main character seems. It's hilarious. This is the first book in the series that I read. The Discworld series is definitely worth a read, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Do you have a favorite Discworld book? Uh, I think probably Thud. Is my that favorite. is excellent, yes. Uh, which deals, uh, so in, in the entire series, there's all of these mini-series about different groups, like uh, the, the Night Watch, which is like the lo local policemen, um, or this group of witches, or this group of wizards. They each have their own like series of stories that are typically five or six books long. Thud is uh, one about the police group, and especially the captain of the police force. Um, that one I read for the first time uh, when my wife was having our first son, and a big portion of the book is about the police captain uh, being a father yes. for the first time. Yep. And there's this one sequence where <laughs> it's one of those things that sounds ridiculous because the police captain has been possessed by this, uh, this spirit thing that is part of the dwarf religion and he's climbing through some caves trying to hunt down some evil dwarfs, and he's been separated from his family. It sounds utterly ridiculous, but it brings me to tears every time because he's down in these caverns, he's separated from his family, and his thing is is that every night at 6 o'clock he reads his son his favorite book over and over every single night. And he's one of those people that those traditions are very important to him. But now he's stuck down in this cavern trying to hunt down these evildoers, and he can't get out, and he's going insane because he has this spirit thing in his head. Judge Wapner, Judge Wapner. And so he has his sword pulled, and he comes over this ridge to find, like, the gang of, like, dwarf bandits. And he's screaming the line from his son's book, <laughs> Where's My Cow? <laughs> and so all of these people just see this insane person coming over the ridge with a sword screaming, Where's My Cow? I know. It's, it's, and I cry it's like a baby it's every British, time yes. I read it. Brian, it's, Brian, Brian, it's 2019. I get moist in the eyes. No, 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 This is 2019. I just, I just don't want anybody getting upset. It's 2019. It is little people religion. It is not the yeah. dwarves. Well, no, in the, no, in no, the no, fantasy, no, in the fantasy book. I'm dwarves kidding. Dwarves are joking. not necessarily I'm joking. I'm joking. little. 
in this particular. Oh no, they're no really the yeah, amount of huge. like the amount they of they may be like, small in stature, but they're fantasy very large. in this book really draws me towards the story. Like it they, it's like hilarious. Really yeah, really. yeah. There are the the comedy vampires. There in the this particular book, there's a and then, lawyer like, the who's a zombie. Hey nice. Justin. Um, there are Igors who are basically medical professionals that can, you know, attach an arm if one falls off and some such. Yeah. But the golems are great because they're big clay guys who you put the message in their head and they sort of have to do whatever. But they're free golems, so they choose to work. Well, they choose to work, but they also develop the golem trust. So the little bit that they do get paid for doing work, they save up. And because they work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, they save up huge amounts of money and they buy... They the buy rights back. to themselves they buy and buy back themselves back. Their fellow golems. It's okay. great. Sammy Clemens on Facebook has a question, and he asks, do you have to read the series in order, and how is the audiobook narrator? The audiobook narrator is freaking awesome. And also, Sammy's watching us from the suburbs of, of Chicago. Chicago. Hey, Sammy. No, um, the answer is no, you don't have to read it in order, because yeah. this is the first book that I read in the Discworld series, and it's in the middle. And he, yeah, and, and Pratchett does a great job of just dropping in just enough information to catch you up and give you a quick idea of like how this world works and what characters are that you don't feel lost not having read everything else. Nice. So anyway. Closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Uh, sorry, that really took time, I know. My book was very moist. <laughs> it was moist. It was moist. Just moist. I thought it was hilarious. I saw uh, Brian post something on like Instagram from Elk. Valley maybe or something yeah. so before you guys started or yeah, like he, he did. Would, I saw yeah, that. Yeah. She said that. something mm-hmm. about uh, moist and being at our podcast event and I was like why is he yeah. like we haven't even started yet and he's throwing out the word moist. <laughs> and then when you guys got to the review I was like oh, okay. got oh now I understand it all now. makes sense. Moist von Lipvig. Yep. You have to be a Discworld nerd to know what that means. I love the Discworld so much. I wish I could live there. It'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. I had to explain to somebody what Discworld was. Aren't you glad you know me so you can explain these things? I know. They're like, what the hell is Discworld? I'm like, I don't know. It's some freaking world that's flat and sits on top of a turtle. See, you've gleaned a little bit of information on from top of a turtle, on top of a turtle, on top no, of a turtle, on top of elephants, on top of elephants, and they're turtle. swimming. And it's turtles all the way down, guys. Yep. Should we thank everybody? Let's thank everybody. I think we need to thank everybody because um, Full Circle Books puts up with us and invite us back again and again. I and know, again. which is unbelievable. Uh, make sure you also support your local bookstore, even if you're not in Oklahoma City and can't support Full Circle Bookstore. Make sure you independent bookstores mm-hmm. are your, yeah. dying in this country. So you want to make sure, and in all countries, really, make right. sure you support your local independent bookstores. And we need to thank Elk Valley Brewery mm-hmm. again. And Brian, because he's awesome. Brian yes. is pretty awesome. I hope he comes to our next event. And thanks for being on our podcast I this think time, he should Brian. come to our yes. podcast and do another review. I think he did a he great job. He should read a book. And of course, we need to thank everyone who joined us on Facebook. Everybody who is watching our live video and who shared it. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to thank the Academy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank my mom <clears throat> for putting up with us. So happy Mother's Day <laughs> to all the mothers out there, you mother truckers. We love you. Mm-hmm. Nicole's a 
dog mom. Mm-hmm. Bonnie's a dog mom and a son mom. I'm a dog mom and, and a I'm going to go mom. do something nice for my mom. I think mom. I'm going to make her some sausage balls tonight. <laughs> Making okay. balls for your mom? Dude, that's just wrong. Well, I mean, each their own. My mom likes balls. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to tell her you said that. I think that's a good place to end. That's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.